Hello, money cousin. This is the founder of Icon Nation and the host of this show, Asa Laveau. I am making sure that you, my money cousin, <laughs> yes, my money cousin, have clarity around my invitation to you joining Icon Nation. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to go to www.iconnation.co. I'll say that again, www.iconnation.co and join the other money cousins there. All right, let's get into it. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Icon Conversations. I am your host, Asa Laveau. I am ecstatic, overjoyed, blissful about being in front of you today, whether that is between your ears or eyes, whatever that is, I am just really happy as hell that I am in front of you uh, because it means just another day I get to you know, do what I do, which is bring iconic people who are within their industries, like being spheres of influence, being able to be admired for what they do. If you know anything about me, you know that I love the meanings of words. Why? Because words mean things. Um, and so when you look up the definition of an icon, that's what that is. Someone who is widely admired in their particular field, in their particular sphere, and they having a level of dominance, they having a level of influence within that lane. And so that's what Icon Conversations is all about. Me bringing to you individuals that I feel like you need to know about because they're in fact iconic. Now, if you are like Asa, so, what are you dope at? Because <laughs> that's a real question. So what I am dope at is catapulting entrepreneurs towards their next million by providing business automations in a that are aligned with their brand. So that's what I do. I do that as a result of being the icon architect and the founder of House of Icons. Um, I am, I've been doing this work for a while now. Uh, and remember, if you are new, for those of you who have already been around, you know what I'm about to say. For those new people, um, Icon Architect and House of Icons, that's one thing, right? But that's not important. The important thing is that when you see me, is that you don't call me Asa <laughs> or Asa or Asia. Uh, like, don't let the three little letters mess you up. It's just Asa. I promise. I promise. I really do. All right. So let's talk about what things that you may consider as you're thinking about, you know what, I would like to have an icon conversation. Well, here's what I know about you. You're likely entrepreneurial. You are likely it reaching, if not have already reached your first six figures in business. And by the way, kudos to you. I'm very happy that you've done that. And you're like, okay, so what in the world do I do with what I have that I can, that is literally in my hand that I'm probably not reaching my full potential with, like truly. It's like, it's like having a toothbrush and you don't know that you should probably, you know, um, scrape that tongue 
Yeah, but it's already in your hand and it can do a lot of wonderful things, but you just don't know how to fully use it. Yeah. What could that help you? Maybe you want to reach your second six figures or your first seven. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to bring someone to you that can support you in that reality. So without further ado, please welcome Casey Brown. Hello, Casey. Hey, hey, how are you? I am doing extremely well. So before we get into anything, I love being able to get to the root of who a person truly is. So the one way I found that out is I would love to know when Casey was six years old, what was Casey's favorite toy? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, Favorite toy. So I probably, I don't know if this counts, but especially at that age, very introverted, very nerdy, um, just had a book at all times. So definitely like a Junie B. Jones. Um, I would read like those series. It was Amelia Bedelia uh, series oh, like Amelia that. Bedelia. So I'm so shocked that I was able to pull that out. Um, so I don't know if that counts as a toy, but six-year-old, definitely a Junie B. Jones, definitely an Amelia Bedelia, um, some sort of book I was, I was, I had, I had with me. Okay, so that's comforting. Um, as <laughs> I will say that as a six-year-old, I only wanted two things. I wanted my Sherlock Holmes book. Okay. And my spirograph. Okay. If I had a Sherlock Holmes book and a spirograph, you would You're not good. see me. <laughs> like you, as long as you fed me, you would never hear me. Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, ever. So. Now that we know that you are a reader, you may even be considered a blurred, possibly in some circles. So with that being said, how does that, well, first, please let us know, how do you describe what it is that you do in the world? Yeah, so right now, my main focus is helping brands. Um, And when I say brands, I mean product brands, so physical brands to personal brands, right? Um, it's about helping brands slash entrepreneurs grow and scale on the internet uh, through paid ads, through email, SMS. And now a lot of our focus has been through content. So a lot of work that we're doing in, in the content landscape, um, but those are kind of the main things I do. Um, so we own a full service agency where we help brands again in those kind of key areas for scale. Okay, so you're already letting me know something. I didn't know you did ads. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Um, <laughs> do you so want I us don't, to know that? Yeah, I okay. do. Um, so I talk, what people see me talking mostly about on a stage or a podcast or the internet is usually like content or like team building stuff. I'll talk about our team. Um, but the reason why, especially from the content part that I talk mostly about that is because I have this thesis now in the company that ad performance is solely based on content, solely based on creative, right? The graphic that you use, the video that you're using on the ad. And so when I try to simplify, okay, how can I get people running better ads? It's like, I need to help them make better content. Mm. And so that's really why I talk mostly about content, but it's still, I'm talking about it from the lens of how do I get these people to make 
better ads. So it's a, it's a downstream impact that I'm trying to have with the things that I talk about, but that's really why I talk mostly about content online because I want people to make better ads. I want people to make more money. And thank you for desiring that for all of us. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let's, you had said something just now that caught my attention and you said your company thesis. Mm. So I will say for those that are co-creating this episode with us in the moment, one of the things that struck me, there were two things that struck me when I met Casey uh, in Atlanta area-ish. Um, I will say that number one, even though people in the room, you could tell that people were feeling some kind of way about her, like they didn't know that they even had permission to enter her energy field. <laughs> like, and it, it was definitely, they made that shit up themselves. She was not arboring any of that. Uh, she was not, like she didn't have, she wasn't roped off. She didn't have security. Like people felt some type of way. Like they were like apprehensive to get into her sphere. And I was like, huh, okay. I like that part already. <laughs> and then the, the second part was when she spoke and she started outlining like all the, the school, the schooling she's had, the degrees, um, higher educational uh, programs that she's been a part of. And as someone who values education, not just from a collegiate level, but education. When I say education, I'm talking about like a more of a, like Timbuktu first started, uh, the, the great library of Alexandria, you know, learning being democratized mm -hmm. across uh, nations, like that type of learning, not necessarily a collegiate thing. So with that being said, when you said company thesis, I'm like, okay, we about to have a Casey moment and she's going to break down company thesis because of course we understand core values, mission statement, value statement, but the company mm -hmm. thesis, can you shed more light on that? Yes. Um, I love that you pulled that out. And I am actually making a note to talk more about this um, online because there are some things, and I tell people this all the time, as entre as people, we kind of just go, like me saying company thesis now is just so normal, normalized. And mm -hmm. you kind of like bringing this question is actually making me think about it. But um, I have always built our company around theses. I think that especially in what we do in marketing, it is helpful for the team, um, helpful for me as a leader to always have to one, be studying the market that we're playing in and also just to have different predictions so that we are not positioning ourselves to be reactive, but more so proactive and helping our clients be on the front lines of that, right? Um, a thesis, though, is just that, right? It's just an uh, assumption, an educated guess is probably how I was learned in school what a thesis was. But it's saying like, hey, what's the data looking like? And then let's make a guess on like where things are headed. And so right now, or for the past year, I would say where are we in 2023 at the time of this, for the past two years, probably my thesis has been all around um, content rules everything. Um, it all starts with content is what we say internally, but when I'm talking about good, better emails, better SMS, better ads, um, more follow, if we talk about on the organic side, more followers and more, you know, engagement on the organic side and growth on Instagram and YouTube, like all these things, it all starts with content. And so our thesis and the company is around that and that setting a thesis then allows me as a leader to say, okay, where are our priorities going to be this year? And so over the past year, it has been, our number one priority has been 
building out internal systems that actually help us go create content for clients. Um, and so over the past year, we've invested a ton into team and learning content, studying it. I myself started building a brand. Um, a lot of people think that I just love talking to the camera and stuff, but even my brand was started as a testing ground to, for that thesis. And so we went on TikTok and started building over there and built like a hundred followers in a few months. And that was really just like, hey, this is working. Let's get more people doing this. And that's really what that company thesis uh, is. So I'm always looking for a framework when people speak. Just please mm. know that about me. So it mm. seems like one of Casey's keys, I'll call it that, one of Casey's <laughs> keys is if you have a profitable thesis, that then allows you to have a prediction, which then allows you to have proactive positioning. Would that be accurate? I love that. I love that. Yeah. And one thing, if you want to help build this in the framework, the one thing um, that I always focus on for our clients and myself, especially like at the end of the day, entrepreneur icons, we are just so um, creative, right? Mm -hmm. We're always getting ideas. We're always reading new books and going to conferences, more ideas and more different things that we could do. And so the one thing that I hold true that even is probably why I do these theses is the one thing. So I'm always asking myself, forcing our teams to say like, what's the one thing that we're focused on? Like, what's the one thing? Um, and so I think that's even, we always go back to our thesis for the one thing, but uh, that's part of that framework for me too. Now, with you having the success, the story that you've had working in, working with such brands such as Goldman Sachs, Stripe, Accenture, um, developing digital strategies for Fortune 500 companies, all of these different things. And sometimes, I, I, would, I won't say that, I'll say this. It would not surprise me if somebody were to look at you and your team, because your team is hella dope, like yeah. <clears throat> hella dope. Like these people make you feel like, no, we got you. Like you need to understand, let us get you. <laughs> and I love that. And somebody may look at you and your team and say, you know what, they're good. What else could they possibly be striving for at this point? And with that one thing that you had just expressed, what would you like to articulate that one thing now as far as the thing that you are striving for in this season of life? Yeah, so I was actually just talking to um, a mentor about this just an hour ago about that. Like, what, what is that big, big goal? Um, so I'm actually in the mid, the middle of kind of like quantifying that in a different way. Um, but I will tell you that what it is right now, and it is a revenue goal. Um, we have a revenue goal over the next five years. I'm happy to share that goal if I can actually like ooh, think about the ooh, number. Say it, please say it. Um, I don't. So like I will, I will, I will find. I'm not scared to say this number, but it's definitely in the eight to nine figure range. Um, I can find out the actual number for you. But the reason why it's even, so I was telling my mentor this, I was like, that revenue goal is so empty for me because it's not about the money. And even right. for our team, like none of us really know, like I will find the document where I shared it with the team. Um, but the thing that we go back into, the revenue goal is only an indicator for the amount of businesses that we've helped, right? And the second thing that we are, talk about constantly is the school that we want to build. And so with the school, I really want to help like underprivileged, underserved communities 
and give them access to be like, hey, like there's so many other things that you can do outside of playing ball, rapping, or if you're smart, being a doctor, lawyer, engineer, like there's so many other things that you can do. Um, You know, so the revenue goal is around how do I get 20 million is what I estimate for the school, but how do I get enough money where I don't have to get government grants? Like I don't have to go through anybody. We can just put money into building the school. So we have a big revenue goal, but that revenue goal is just to, for us to provide capital to build the school, which like everybody in the team is excited about. And then also that revenue goal is an indicator around, hey, we've helped a thousand. A thousand is what we say. We've helped a thousand uh, black owned, LGBTQ owned businesses uh, scale uh, throughout these five years. That's awesome. And thank you for sharing the the goal and the goal behind the goal. Yeah. Because let me be very clear. I'm excited about both for you. (laughs) I really truly am. I yeah. love seeing when people out dream dreamers. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I, something changes in my molecular structure when those moments happen because I'm not saying I'm surrounded by small-minded people, but I am definitely still a lot of times the person that dreams the biggest around me consistently. So people I'm consistently mm-hmm around I'm cons- I like I go to my grandma's house consistently uh, yes. that's what I mean yeah. so yeah that was really I loved hearing that and you talk about your school which I love because education really is key and has in education means different things which I said before and the fact that you're so <laughs> what my granny would say oh she learned it uh, <laughs> you're so you're so educationally sound as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this TikTok for a little bit. Let's talk about content on social media. One thing that comes up and many people that I talk to around content is them saying, well, Asa, I'm not smart enough. Yes, I do what I do, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not smart enough to actually tell someone how I did me or how I did it or how I do anything. It definitely comes from a place of I'm not enough, which is a lot of times where it comes from. Have you ever had a client that was like that? It came like, I love what you do. I believe you can help me with morality and all those things, but I don't think I'm smart enough. How do you, how do you do rebuttal or refute that thinking? Yeah, I think so. To answer your question, yes, I feel like 90% of our clients are like that, right? And I'm talking about even 90% of our clients, maybe the smallest revenue client is at seven figures, right? And so I'm saying to every anybody listening, people that are doing seven, eight, nine figures are also feeling this way, which is yep. like to us would be like laughable, right? Um, But the thing is that I tell everybody, one, we all have this fear and that's the biggest hurdle that we put up for like not creating content. The second thing that I tell people is like, everybody, I believe everybody has a zone of genius somewhere, whether that zone of genius is like actually what you do in your work or it's like this hobby, like you really just enjoy crocheting and like you just know the ins and out about that thing. Whatever that is, I tell people to start there. 
right? When it comes to content, talk about the thing that you are really, really confident in that you know, right? And that may, for most of us, is for most entrepreneurs, that usually is aligned with like what we do because like we love it so much we started a business around it. Sometimes it's not actually like what we do, but I would start there, right? Because the biggest muscle that you have to build first when it comes to content is actually like doing it, right? Is actually recording. <laughs> well, yeah. And so yeah. record yourself talking, like if you're just into basketball, like in that fires you up like record yourself talking about the game last night or if you're just really into Janet Jackson music like record yourself like listening to her albums and giving reviews or giving updates right step into that build that muscle first and then start layering in some of the other things in business or some of the other things that you do the one thing that you're always an expert in though is yourself like you know yourself better than anybody and so even when it comes to content like you don't need to go always create the content. You you are the content, right? And so just record yourself doing you, like living your life, going to the grocery store, taking calls, taking meetings, record stuff about your day, right? Um, and that type of content actually performs so much better than what you're actually just an expert in. And so um, we could get deeper into that, but that kind of like storytelling content, the content about you outperforms you talking about anything that you're an expert in any day. So start there. So I like when you talked about uh, you are the content. And the reason why I say that is because it was only this weekend I came up with a show idea that I feel was actually going to make a difference because it's going to make a difference for me. There are a couple of things that, um, that people may not know just looking at my headshot that I'm interested in. Um, queer shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, ratchet music or trap music and yeah. business. So I'm now gonna take car karaoke and the business mm. podcast that I'm gonna do. I'm morphing them. I told you earlier that this is a house of icons. This is our sales week. So yeah. starting next week, I already have five people lined up. So I picked them I up. That. We're gonna, I picked two hood ratchet trap songs, uh, like Nuck A Few Bucks, The Littles, like all that kind of music. We we yeah. we experience those two songs together in the car. And then afterwards, I get to ask them about their business. We get to ask each other questions like, have you ever thought about doing this? Like really, not just from a, let me find out for the masses, but let's find out about each other because, yeah. because this type of music has pulled us together. So we share this commonality um, and do it for an hour. Like that. I love that. And so we're, I'm actually calling it because there's a term called Sophista Ratchet. So I'm calling yeah. it the Sophistapreneur. I love that. I love that. That's so super that's, dope. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I have been listening to you for a while. Uh, let me just yeah. be very clear. So that's something <laughs> like, okay, she probably, she might approve of that. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's so aligned, right? Because if you look at like the things that we're interested in, we're not necessarily just interested in what people are experts in, right? Like they're teaching or they're whatever, like we're interested in them. Right. And then we might become interested in what they serve or what they teach or what they sell or what they do, right? We like reality TV show. And if you're not a reality TV show person, you probably like documentaries or if you're not okay. a documentary, like you like Shark Tank. Shark Tank is all about the people more than even the product. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you look at the things that like we actually like, it's people. And so I tell people all the time, the content shouldn't be about necessarily about what you sell, what you do. It should be about you. And then 20 percent of that content can be about what you sell, what you do, all these things. But the front end should be about you. Like that's what makes you different um, and stand out is, is you. So and you're one definitely thing, an expert in that. 
Yes. And one thing that definitely makes you different is the fact that you were able to get 100,000 followers in like <laughs> six months or so. Yeah. And that's absolutely dumb. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 100,000. Yeah. And I would love to know what that feels like now for you. And yeah. when after you tell us that, I would love to know, because there are people that are watching that you had made a comment about a lot of your clients, seven-figure, eight-figure, nine-figure clients. They're like, okay, now look, I'm trying to get to six, or I just got yeah. to six. Like, yeah. what am I going to do with Casey? So yeah. what are some things that people can start implementing today that maybe they just haven't even considered? Yeah, so um, I love that. Um, I'll even say on the 100K point to answer the first question, how does it feel? It feels like I really started that uh, page just to test some things. And so everything I do, especially on socials, is usually a test for our clients. Now, it has benefited me in a personal brand and things like that, but it started off as a company thesis. Okay, and now what do you do with a thesis? You start testing. And so I started just testing stuff and it worked. Um, and so even that 100K, we gained probably like 70 of that 100 in one month. Um, just mm. in a month. And this will go to the question that you asked around what should people do? We gained 70K in a month. That month was July of last year. So July, 2022. And what we did in that month, and I say we, but it was really just myself. Um, I posted three to five videos every day. So it just depended on like how that day looked, but every day, like I didn't care if it was like 11 o'clock at night, like I just finished meetings, like I had to post and I just made that like, hey, for this month, I'm going to post every day, three to five videos a day. And with that volume, um, we were just gaining followers, right? I ended up posting around like 120 videos that month. And 120 videos in a month. Absolutely. Absolutely. Out of that 120, probably like 10 or so went viral, right? Those 10 brought in 70,000 70, followers. Um, also, those videos, like I haven't really posted that much since July, 2022. And still to this day, those videos from July still bring in at least 200, 300 followers every day. And I don't really post on TikTok that much anymore. Right. And so to answer this question, if I'm like, Hey, I'm at zero right now. Hey, I'm at three or five right now. I'm trying to get to seven figures. Like I, you know, I'm only here. The only thing that I would be doing and maybe like this is 90%. So let's say the biggest thing that I would be doing 90% of my time would be on content and it would be creating short form content because what can happen one, it's free, right? I just pick up my iPhone and all this content I put out too is just straight from my iPhone. I edited it in the app. It was nothing fancy, um, but I would just be posting content every day. It's free to post, right? And what can happen, especially if you're posting at volume, Let's say you post 100 videos. One of those videos is going to go viral that month. What happens if just one video goes viral? You get tons of followers. You can get tons of sales, right? So even that for us equated to like six figures in deals that month, right? Um, but you will get sales, you will get followers, and it all just came for free, right? Now you have to put in some time, but that's what I'll be focused on. And please understand too, the people at seven and eight figures, I, I'm having conversations with them. The number one thing that they're focused on is content. Mm. Like the number one thing these people are focused on seven, eight, nine figures is content, right? You can look at even, I know we both know like Lamar Tyler, mm -hmm. Lamar has set up a whole 
um, network, right? Yes, That's all media content, is, right? Yes, the convo is like real. you have to like study like what these bigger players are doing. Like, okay, these people are focused on content. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm at six figures, like I have to double down and push out this con. Alex Hermosi, Gary V, any Man, of these that, people. That Alex Hermosi, he a beast. Like, it's just content, <laughs> right? Like they're pushing out tons and tons and tons of content. And so, especially if I'm at zero, I'm like, how can I like push out this content? And it just has to be like something you do, just like you have to pay bills, just like mm-hmm. you have to feed the kids, like you have to post your three videos today. And luck of the draw, you will get something that that blows up. Okay, so I gotta ask you this: just just from a, I desire to see you win, like like you're not winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you already have something like a content calendar for people, anything like that? Yeah, so I actually do. We actually talked. We we said we talked about this before and I was like, no, nah, I don't have anything to promote, and I don't have anything to promote. The reason why is like I keep this little thing like secret. So I will okay. tell, I'll tell this audience. Um, but we actually, I actually have a small uh, group of folks that we give them like the exact trends and exact stuff to post every week. The reason why I don't publicly what? talk about that. I know. <laughs> the reason why I don't publicly talk about it is because uh, a few reasons, but I will start talking more about it publicly uh, here in like Q2, but we've had this thing for about a year it's around like 50 of us in there and my team just goes through, gives them everything to post for the week. Um, the different trends, we do profile audits. I sit and review content. So we do do a lot of that um, in the hub. And I talk about it on my, so or I'm going to start talking about it more on, on my social media. So you guys can see me talk about it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of, kind of what we do. The thing that I'll say about the content calendar is the thing that I believe more so in is just thinking about topics that you really like to talk about and then being able to talk about or post those contents um, every day. So I like to take the batch style. I'll batch some content. Um, I currently batch once a month, but I take two days out of my month to batch the whole month out. Um, But you could just take three or four hours and start batching content and then posting that every day. Um, and I, again, I would start with like the things about you, the three topics that I like to talk about are health, wealth, and love, or another way I've heard somebody say it is like your, your body, your bank, and your boo, those kind of three (laughs) topics, people love talking about those things. And so, or listening to those things, I should say. And so when I'm sitting down coming up with content for the month, I think about, Hey, what, what am I relationships? Can I talk about relationships can be friendships, mother, daughter, romantic like love right what am I like wealth can I talk about can I talk about you know how I got my credit score up or how the business is moving or our eight-figure goals in the next five years like what money things can I talk about and then well health what like health things can I talk about working out like whatever I do if I do things in the health realm what can I talk about there man that thank you for that because that does add something you've said that and I was in the room when you said it. You literally said body, <laughs> bank, and boo. And that's literally my day. Like starting off at the gym, that's body. That's health content. The bank, yep. what you do like from your nine to five business or yep. working for whatever. And then yep. your boo, once you get home, they're there. Yep. If you have one or you desire one or exactly. you're remembering how trifling the last one was. 
exactly. <laughs> that makes great content. Like I saw some girl talking about how bad, like every date she like recaps it and she's a business owner, but she like recaps oh. her dates and it's just like super funny, super engaging content. But that content brings her so many leads, like through mm. the dating stuff, because so many people watch that and they start following her. Now they're in her ecosystem. They see like, oh, she's a business owner. And that dating uh, content brings her uh, a lot of leads. So you don't recommend the call to actions when you're doing body banking boo content? I don't recommend call to actions for that. I do recommend call to actions for the other 20%. So imagine, right? Like I see a funny video. It's a girl talking about a bad date she went on. And then at the end, she tries to sell me. Like I might not even like Mm. click her page and follow it. Right. It's just like, oh, that was funny. But if she doesn't sell me, she's just telling me a story. I might go click it. I might go try to find like another one of her videos because it was so funny. And on my search to find another one of those videos, I'll be like, oh, she does this stuff. Oh, she does like this. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Let me give her a follow. Right. Oh, she has a free guide in her bio. Let me like check out her free guide on that thing. Right. And now she's getting all these leads because that one piece of content felt so natural, felt so organic, like it wasn't too salesy where I actually wanted to now give her my information. Makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So thank you for that. And as we begin to wrap up, um, I would love to know as we begin to go, what are any predictions that you have now it might be within the next few yeah. months it might be within the next year but you have any that you'd like to share yeah so i love coming up with uh different predictions though my number one focus is content um as i said earlier and so when i think about like where is content headed i think um i say this to a lot of people i think short form content is really good for width and so pieces can go viral and you can hit millions of people and you know it's really good for width where i think a lot of people are missing Um, is long form. And so long form is really what I think is for depth. And so some predictions that I have is that um, towards the end of this year, probably next year, a lot more people will be diving into more long form. They will still do a lot of short form, but I think they'll be paying more attention to long form YouTube videos or teaching and stuff like that. Um, And then I think um, on the short form side, it's going to become a lot more storytelling. It's going to become a lot more personal. And so you can even see this with people like Alex Hermosi. Last year, he was a lot of teaching in his short form content. This year, he's talking a lot about his wife and dating. And it's a lot of more like we're getting this personal side of him, right? Study what these players are doing, right? And so I think a lot of people are going to start catching up to that and going from just teaching on the short form content to sharing more about who they are and storytelling through short form content. Agree. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for the predictions. Thank you for the framework. Thank you for all the things that you have given us today. Um, Of course. Besides, well, I'll let you say it. Where would you like people that have listened to this, co-created this episode with us? And like, I got to find Casey. Like, where is Casey? (laughs) Uh, Where can can they find you? Yeah. So um, randomly, I don't know. I love Facebook now. My... uh, myself two years ago would never think Facebook would be one of my main uh, main platforms but I am on Facebook and I think that'll be LinkedIn um it's just Casey Brown K-A-S-E-Y um on Facebook uh I do a lot of stuff there and then on Instagram um it's K-A-S-E Case the Ace on Instagram and on TikTok it's at Marketing Case um and we push out a lot of content there too understood and everyone please know that those 
will be in the show notes. So just go there. Everything is uh, available for you. Um, and speaking of Facebook, I saw that Gary V a few weeks ago was letting people know, like, I know for everybody who's younger, like 30 and up, under, and you're yeah. talking noise about Facebook, well, please understand Facebook yep. is where it's happening now. So yes. you might want to spend a little time. And I will say that's my largest platform is yeah. Facebook. So I do see the numbers really good there. Yeah. So please yeah. come to Facebook. Yeah. But thank you, Casey, for doing this. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, just thank you. It's just been dope. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Of course. So everyone, thank you for co-creating this episode of Icon Conversations as always. I am Asa Maveau, Dreams and Radical Lessons.